Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Atlantic Bushcraft Adventures. Tonight, we're going to be talking about shelters for once we're on time, Ben. There's a Perfect. first for everything. Uh, we have Mark and looks like Randall with us already there. Hello, Mark. Hello, Randall. Uh, anybody else that may be listening to this that I didn't see there, hello to you guys as well. We do have a poll on this episode there about shelters. We're experimenting with things. I suppose I have to click publish now. And hopefully now you guys see the poll. Uh, feel free to give us some feedback on that. We're learning as well, trying some new stuff out. As everybody may see there, Ben is uh, in his coat and hat swinging in a hammock. So he is on location outside in a shelter, conveniently enough, for our shelter discussions. So how is the weather out there? It's a little chilly, not too bad, probably about one degree. Uh I'll try not to rock too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the only thing you have to keep you warm because I know you don't have a fire. No, no, it's decision, you know, fire, laptop. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think they would work together. Fair enough. So anybody that's won. So. <laughs> sorry, what was that? Don't count on the trampoline. <laughs> So tonight we're talking about shelters, as I mentioned there. Uh, you know, we want to cover a few things there. Uh, what makes a good shelter? What kind of shelters are there? And hopefully we'll get to interact with you guys a little bit. So let's jump right into it, Ben. What do you think makes a good shelter? What uh, What's your thoughts? I mean, my thoughts on a shelter is it's got to be something that protects you from the environment. The wind, the rain, uh, and, and even to some degree like the sun. So on a hot summer day, sometimes you need that shade some kind of protection and, and uh, i mean you got your 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 traditional tent was where i started i'm assuming that most people here their first shelters might have been tents um and as kids i know we made a ton of, of like backwoods type shelters we'd go in the woods and and well we called them forts at the time and just anything to sort of like protect you from people seeing you even right so uh i um, so what are your thoughts? Mine, much like yours, is a shelter has to be able to do uh, a couple things makes a good shelter in my mind. One, it has to keep the elements out. Two, it has to keep some heat in. Uh, those are the two major things I look for. And then there's a couple other little things to look, like, uh, look for, like good air circulation in the hotter weather. Uh, hopefully keep the creepy crawlies and stuff off you, which we touched about way back in the first episode. And have some relative comfort for you but like i said the two big things for me is weather out heat in because in a that that's really what a shelter is supposed to be in my mind you know what i mean like if you're keeping the rain out then at least you're dry and if you're keeping your heat in then you don't freeze to death right yeah and and i mean just getting the wind off you is a huge advantage but if you have insulation whether that be stacked up boughs or something else that that makes a huge difference right uh just uh jump in there ben you you glitched up there for a second i don't know if it's on my end or if anybody else is noticing that but if you are just shoot me a comment there uh, kind of seems like you're lagging down. Up a bit there yeah everything is good now yeah i i had a momentary poor reset connection there it is again gotcha okay well we'll work with it I'm going to downgrade here. 
All right. Well, your picture's a little bigger now, but we're still, we can work with this. It now has your name above you as well as below you. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the basics of what a good shelter is or what we think a good shelter is. I think we're kind of on the same consensus there. Um, so that being said, what, what's your go-to kind of shelter? Like if you were going out in the woods, what, what are you looking for, Ben? Uh, right now, like the last few years, I've really gone towards tent type shelters. Um, and, and I picked up three or four different types of tents or tarps. I mean, uh, tarp shelters. And, and I like the, uh, the multiple ways you can set it up, how you can, like, you know, right now, I, as you've seen on that picture, I got this one with like in porch mode. So I, I have a good view out. Um, yeah. So the front's lifted up. I got down in the back and I, and I really like that I like the, the the fact that you can set it up in so many ways um, wrong picture <laughs> back to shit live shortly um, so that's where I'm to now I mean for years I tried a lot of different things I started off with a tiny little blue tarp with two poles one on either end just hold, hold the things up about as simple as you could get for a, a tent ah well, my first tent was almost like that, except they had doors. I mean, it wasn't much more than that. But that, yeah, that's that's a perfect, simple shelter, and it's something that anyone can set up in a matter of minutes. And that's the beauty of these these shelters is you can set them up in minutes. Um, Where are you yeah. Ben? Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I mean, the tarp shelter is probably one of your quickest, easiest, and lightweight shelters that you can bring into the woods i can't imagine something that's more lightweight and quick to set up um and that, that's the beauty of it uh it doesn't give you the heat retention that you mentioned which you might get from a, a more permanent shelter uh, and i think you had some thoughts you wanted to go on a bit about that but i mean yeah. as you go no go ahead ben sorry the one exception I can kind of think so is if you set up like a TP style, so you get it and leave the top open, you could have a small fire inside with a tarp. Mm. And I agree with that. You'd have to have some ventilation up top and be far enough away from your tarp. You don't melt it or have a tarp made of uh, material that's a little bit more flame resistant. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've seen it done for sure. People take their fires inside. Yeah. Orange yeah. Coleman nylon pup tent was my first, says Randall Graham. So I think we're all on the same page that most of us started off in a tent one way or another to get us out in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think I paid about 20 bucks for my first tent, and I got a lot of use out of that. Oh, my first tent, uh, my very first tent, I think I bought it at a flea market or yard sale or something like that. And much like you, I don't think I paid more than five bucks for it. And it was a terrible tent. It was a <laughs> terrible tent. But it was a really? tent, and it did the job. Well, I mean, it was used and abused. I was only about eight years old. Uh, I thought I had the world by the butt when I bought it, but it, it turned out to be like it. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, there was holes in it. The poles were held together with tape. It was a, It was a gem of a tent. If I had my old one back now, I'd probably say it was horrible too. But I mean, I had a lot of great memories with that, so you know, I I think of it as great. But compared to some of the stuff that you you get as you grow up and you you you, you can afford new stuff and you get chances, you know. I've only bought one tent since then, and believe yeah. it or not, um, 
funny thing, Mel and I were just talking about this the other day. I had to buy the tent because when we first started dating, I invited her to go camping. And literally the day before I was supposed to pick her up and go camping, there's a couple of us friends invited. And dad said, so you have a tent, right? And I just kind of look over at him like, what do you mean? I have a tent. No. He's like, that girl's going to expect to sleep in a tent. You may want to get one. So that was my <laughs> second tent. And I still have that one to this day. It's actually packed out in the garage. And that's the only other tent I've ever bought. But I still got it and it works great. I think we had it at the very first Nova Scotia Bushcraft uh, meeting there. It was the blue tent. Uh, the well, second day. Term, you got the girl, right? No, it worked perfect. So. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I started with a tent as well. And uh, like I said, I think that's how we all started off. And much like yourself now, I, I prefer if I'm just going myself and I'm just going into the woods to have some fun. Can't beat a tarp setup. It's lightweight. It's easy to carry. Uh, with a hammock, man, you got a whole shelter and sleep system real easy, and you're not lugging a lot of weight. And um, I don't know about other people, but I, I've noticed a lot of the bushcraft community, as they progress on, unless they get a sleep system they like better, they tend to go with something like that, like a tarp setup and a hammock setup. Uh, but the ones that sleep on the ground and stuff, then they they tend to be the ones that are more willing to get into uh, more long-term shelters, as you and I have called them before. Um and when I say a long-term shelter, I mean something that's built out of natural materials and you're actually building it to stay in and you're probably thinking that you're going to be in it for more than one night because you're not going to invest all that time and energy into something you're just going to crash in for the night. Or maybe you will. I don't know. Perfect example for somebody to chime in if they got some thoughts. I, I know for me, if, if I spend the time to build something like that, even if I was only spending one night, I'm definitely making another trip to do another night because... Like we talked about it last time, you set up a lean-to or any other natural site. I mean, it's, it takes hours. And a sort of a, a maybe a go-between would be these hot tents. I haven't tried a hot tent, but I, I'm really interested in trying one someday. I if agree. If anyone wants the, the loan one out for a few days. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that too. If anybody wants to loan one out, I will make the drive up to meet Ben and we can go try this thing. And we will do a review on it 100%. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. If somebody's going to trust me with their hot tent not to burn it down, man, I will do whatever they want. And I'm just joking there. I won't burn your tent down. I will not, I promise. But, uh, no, it's, it's something I've always wanted to try, too. I, I would love to attempt uh, hot tenting, especially in, like, colder weather like we have now or, well, cooler weather. I don't know if I'd trust myself to go out minus 32, but right now where it's, like, minus 1 to minus 10, I, I'd be comfortable with that because I know my own skills, if something went wrong, I wouldn't freeze to death. After that, I'm starting to get into that. Well, I probably wouldn't, but I would definitely want an escape plan. Yeah, well, I mean, the some of these hot tents I've seen, like the the numbers people are throwing out there, they got them down quite light. Like it's it's pretty amazing, and and these titanium stoves and stuff that they're bringing with them, it's it's pretty light. But I always pictured something that you'd want, like a toboggan to, to pull in, but. Uh, well, that's it. With a hot tent, I picture you have to be going in not on foot because with a hot tent, I assume you need a stove. So you're adding extra weight. A uh, hot tent to me is like a four-wheeler trip, which, once again, more than willing to do it if anybody wants to send me a tent. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, to me, I would think you would need some way of taking that in or you definitely have to split the, the weight distribution with another person. Uh, I wouldn't see it being something I, myself, anyway, would set into the woods with on my back. I would not put the stove and the tent and my sleep system and everything on my back and attempt to try and trek into the woods. I, I, I personally just don't see me doing it. What about you, Ben? 
I guess if it was light enough and compact enough, but I just I I would love to see one that was because I, I I just can't quite picture it. I mean, you you watch the videos, most of them are pulling a sled or something. So like already most of my snow around here is all gone. So if you want to pull something in the woods, it's it's getting harder. No, I agree. Same thing here. I mean, uh, if you get deep enough into the woods, you might get enough to put a sled through it. But if you're in that deep, you're into thick trees, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, something we touched about there, uh, we kind of hinted around it, I guess. And something I'd like to bring up on shelter, the topic of shelters is most people don't realize if you're going to make a natural shelter, it's, it's not a quick process. It's not something you're going to blow into the woods, uh, just a little bit before dark. And, uh, as we said, before we started up, like pull off the Taj Mahal of natural shelters. If you can good on you, I'd love to see it. Like, I mean, I'd be all for it, but I mean, myself, uh, for instance, um, I think I mentioned it in our last video. The first natural shelter I did was a debris shelter and it took me like three hours to put together and I still got wet. So. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I've, I've had somewhat similar experiences, not so much the debris shelters. I've, I've built them, but I've never tried to sleep in one, but even the lean tos and stuff, it takes a ton of work. It really does to make a decent one. Uh, we did them with, uh, wilderness first aid course i did we had groups of people and we went in and we were just limbing trees trying to do it and it it's it's hard and and i know a guy with the scouts and i think they say it's like 14 christmas trees to one shelter that wouldn't surprise me i mean the big thing that people forget about when they're building the shelter uh that don't have a ton of experience going into the woods is how much you actually need on the bottom of the shelter like the floor you need to get yourself up out of the ground as we touched there um on the first episode you need to get that thermal conduction away from you or you're gonna be cold oh yeah 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 and uh when you're cold and wet in the woods you're miserable and you're laying on the ground you're cold and wet i guarantee it oh for sure like once again my first debris tent did not or sorry tent shelter did not have enough around me or under me it was a miserable time and that's why i now have my belief that a good sleep system is where i start because i went in with a wool blanket expecting to build this taj mahal of a debris shelter and i ended up basically on the brink of hypothermia and soaked and i think something to throw out there regardless of your shelter if you're planning and going in the woods and spending a night try to set one up like if it's a tent shelter or a tarp shelter or or a debris shelter try to do one local like don't run into the woods don't hike in for a day and say now i'm going to do try for the first time to set this up because you may be surprised that you don't have the right stuff or you don't have the concept down and it's it's not the place to learn that you've you don't know your gear or your plan well enough one day in the woods because you can't just hoof it back out before it's, you know. Very, very true. Uh, little You're in for a rough night. Oh, for Maybe. sure. Uh, a little story I'll, I'll go on with that is uh, I've already told you about this. And I'm going to leave out some details. Uh, my first snow shelter. Me and a buddy of mine in high school, we went in zero experience building these snow shelters. Thought it was going to be great. Um turned out not being so great we did get a good snow shelter i actually have a picture of one of them too anyway it was a learning experience and i learned a lot about what not to do there's no such thing as failures there is learning what not to do and i do that i excel at that yeah i mean nope sorry go ahead ben 
We did similar shelters growing up. I remember trying to heat them with candles, and that works amazingly well, believe it or not. Like you say, especially if you you come in and go up a little bit, you got a, a shelf to kind of lay on, you got a couple of candles in there, gives you a bit of light. You want to make sure there's a vent up top. We always pushed one, at least one hole up. Very up, smart thing up. to say there. I forgot to mention it. In any kind of a snow shelter, you definitely want an air vent. Another yeah. mistake we made. But uh, like where I have this set up, where I'm sitting to right now, this is my test test zone. Like if I get a new hammock or a new tarp or anything new, I come out here and I set it up and I play with it and I get an idea of what works, what doesn't, before I take it out permanently. And then I have a really good idea of what I need, what I I don't. And even if it doesn't work perfect when I'm out there. Usually, it's always something that I can work through. Uh, if tent peg breaks, I can make a tent peg. If I always have extra string and stuff. But try these things. Try and see what works. Make sure you have at least enough string. It's surprising how many how much string a decent tarp shelter could take, depending on how you want to set it up. And you can get pretty efficient and, and cut a lot of length out. I got a whole ridge line on here, but sometimes I don't do a full ridge line. See this one. Yep, we can see it. So, I mean, sometimes I'll just tie two points, but this time I, did, I ran the ridge line and tied off to the ridge line. Um, no, a very key point you said there, and it's I guess a very important point that I like uh, that we seem to be driving home on a lot of our podcasts is try it before you rely on it. It's an excellent point to make. If you have the time and availability, and even if you don't, try to make the time and availability. Try anything at home or somewhere where you're safe before taking it out into the woods and you're going to rely on that to protect you. Uh, even the debris shelters, even snow cave shelters, wiki-ups, lean-tos, anything like that, give it a go at home first. Even if it's not the one you go without in the woods, you're going to learn a lot about it and what you need, what you don't need, as you said there. And more realistically, how long, or sorry, not more realistically, more, um, I guess just as importantly, um how long it's going to take that because that way you can judge your time somewhat as i said uh at the very start there the worst thing you can do is blow into the woods and expect to set this up in very little time and then you suddenly realize it took way more time than you thought and now you're out of time to do anything else which might be like get your fire started get water like there's there's a lot to going into the woods and you got to know how to time that out yeah and and you kind of got to know how to set a shelter up with regards to your environment and i guess that's the next thing we should kind of touch on if we're going to talk about shelters it's one thing to be able to set a shelter up but if you set a shelter up and angle it the wrong way the wind will like this tarp shelter if the wind was coming at at the way i'm facing now this thing would sail away like it'd be gone in minutes if it's coming at for me from behind i'm fine it's going to shelter me it's going to blow over to the head but if it comes up from the front it's like a sail I mean, I can pull the front down, but you got to sort of know where your wind's coming from. You got to know what the other environment is. You got to look around. We, we mentioned this with the sleep shelters. Look at what's above you. Look what's what's around, what could fall towards you. Is there anything, like if you're on the side of a hill, are you, are you at risk of just sliding down the hill with it? I don't know if any of you have ever slid out of a shelter, but it's it's a disorientating experience in the middle of the night i can <laughs> promise you that i can't say i've ever had that happen i could see how it would easily happen and i could definitely see how that would be discombobulating 
just to give fair warning there, Randall pointed out a good point in our broadcast. Anytime I switched to a pitcher, it would cut the audio. So I apologize to that, guys. Any blank spots there, it's too late to go back and figure it out now, but I promise that will be solved for the next episode because I already know what the problem is. Um, but I can't realistically fix it on the fly at the moment. So we'll leave the pictures off for the time being. Uh, it will be fixed next time for those of us that are watching us on video. Yeah, I, I was saying, I, when I was at the reserves and they have the, the half tarps and I, and those are kind of fun. They, they ground tarps. We were set up on a burn and I was looking over the top of the burn on one of those self-inflating mattresses in one of the military sleeping bags which have no friction coefficient whatsoever. And I remember waking up and standing up and turning around and saying, well, where's my shelter? Because my shelter was 10 feet ahead of me. And I couldn't, like, it was pitch dark. I couldn't see a thing. And I'm moving around and I'm trying to find my fire partner and he's nowhere to be seen. I'm like, did someone steal, like, my tent and everything? Like, my... <laughs> where, where did it all go? All I was there was my sleeping bag. My rifle was still with me because it was in the sleeping bag. I mean, it, it was a rough way to wake up. Like, And then eventually I figured it out and crawled back up and tried to anchor myself somewhat so I wouldn't slide down again. So terrain makes a huge part of your shelter. Like, you know, you've got to know what, what you're dealing with. I Once again, it's never happened to me, but just by listening to your story, I can 100% already realize I never want it to happen to me. So very key point that Ben pointed out. Be aware of where you put your, uh, where you actually set your shelter up so you don't end up sliding out of your shelter and waking up just kind of hanging out outside in the morning. Uh, Hey, Nathaniel, I just seen you join there. But uh, yeah, and hey, Wendy, see you just joined there too. Um, Yeah, so... I think we shelters are a very broad subject and a narrow subject at the same time. There's lots of types of shelters, which we covered a lot of them, but there's uh, we I think we hit most of the key points on the shelters that I can think of. Shelter should keep you warm, should keep you dry. And uh, I think that's that's the basic point to drive home about what a shelter is. And then as Ben just drove home there, it's important to know where your shelter's set up and have a good idea of where to set up. Uh, you would actually have more information, like some key points on that, Ben, because I know you're you're probably more efficient at setting shelters up than I am because I, I kind of sucked out of it and went straight to a hammock almost directly out of my failures of everything else. But I, I know some of the things you've told me is, as you said, don't be in too high, too low. What's your thoughts there? Or what's your key points there, I should say? Well, if, if you're in a gully, for instance, instance and it's really tempting because if you're out and there's there's a big wind and stuff and you see this low between two hills and you're like oh if i get down there the wind will clear over the top and i'll be nice and comfortable and you will but if it rains that's the first thing that fills up right so you don't want to be down there if you're up near the top of a hill i mean that's where the wind's cutting you're going to get the sheer winds it's a lot harder to deal with you want to find in my opinion you want to go into the woods if you can. Try not to be in a big field. I've never been a fan of field camping. Uh, I always try to get in, in under the trees somewhere. And you want to be, you know, a little higher than low, but lower than high. You just want to be middle. Try to find something real, relatively flat and level that's that, you know, isn't going to flood, isn't out in the wind. It's, it's well sheltered and protected. If you're shelter is in a place that's already sheltered and protected you're halfway there to begin with right yeah no for sure yeah i was was just going to say when you walk through the woods if you're 
walking through a field on a cold day, you can feel it. And you walk into the woods instantly, you feel a few degrees warmer. The wind's not bothering you. So I, I, that's what I look for. I look for a place that's uh, sheltered and protected to begin with. And then if I can use the environment to help me, so be it. I, I, you know, sometimes along the side of a, I don't want to say a cliff, but if you can get a rocky overhang or something that sort of blocks a bit of stuff and set up close to that, that's that can be pretty cool too. But again, look at the environment around. Make sure nothing's going to roll off or fall into you from it. But uh, oh, all good points. And like I said, Ben, uh, or sorry, let me back up. As I mentioned, Ben is actually a little bit, probably more of an. I shouldn't say authority, more of an experienced shelter setter upper. Does that sound like a term that that makes sense? I, I wouldn't <laughs> claim to be a professional or, or perfect at it, but I've, I've, I've made a few over the years and I've made, I've made some good mistakes. Like you say, that's how we learn, you know, is, is making the mistakes. I've definitely put some places and sat, sat back later and said, okay, I know why that went wrong. <laughs> and that's the thing. As long as we learn, learn from our mistakes, then it's always it. Once again, you're never really doing something wrong. You're learning what doesn't work. Is the way I always like to say it. It's a famous quote. Uh, hey, Mike, I just seen you joined in there too. Good to talk to you again. Uh, hey, Dave, just seen you popped in too. Um, but yeah, it's um, you never really fail. You learn what doesn't work, right? So, I guess taking that into mind with shelters. Once again, just try them at home. Figure it out there. If you fail, you don't really fail. You're not out anything. You're not out comfort. Your life's not on the line. You're just learning what doesn't work for you. And what doesn't work for you may work for me. It may work for Ben. Or what works for Ben and I might not work for you. And what works for Ben doesn't work for me. I mean, it's a very personal experience when it comes to shelters in my mind. Um, Yeah, I think I completely lost my train of thought for some reason. So anyway, getting back on topic, uh, is there anything that you'd like to add into there, Ben? Like uh, we're coming up on our 30 minutes now, and we did say we were going to try and get somewhere in there. And as we said, shelters can be as big or as small a topic as we wanted it to be, or sorry, not as we wanted it to be, or it just can be as large or as small a topic as you want it to be, I should say. Uh, and I think we hit, I hit the key points I wanted to. What about you, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I mean... The only thing, and it's just because you said a shelter can be as big as small as, as you want them to be, and, and that that is one point: is a small shelter is easier to, to to heat and and control. A bigger shelter gives you more room and stuff to move around. So depending on the environment you're going in, you do want to consider your shelter size. Uh, don't go so small that you really can't fit into it, and don't go so big that it's just a lot of effort for nothing. Um, that's the only other thing I can think of that needs that you know could really have been said, um, and we could talk about shelters for hours, I'm sure, and stories and things we've done and mistakes we've made. But <laughs> and I think that's going to be a future show as we're going to have some bushcraft failures uh, right. and some stories and things like that. It was brought up the first episode, and I thought it was a great idea. And as you said, shelters can be as big as small as you want. And the only thing I'd add into that. Uh, is if you're going with somebody else, many hands make light work. Instead of making two shelters, maybe invest the time into making one shelter that's going to hold both of you and pool your resources. Because uh, it it's a lot harder to make two shelters independently than it is to make one kind of buddy shelter. And yeah, you can get up close and personal with your friends, but that's also retaining some body heat and stuff in there too. 
Uh, Randall Graham, do you guys ever miss having a bug-free workspace or place to hang out with a tent as compared to hammock setups? Well, Randall, funny enough, my hammock has a bug net. <laughs> it's bug-free as I want it when I zip it up. <laughs> so, but uh, what I miss from a tent, yeah, see, exactly what uh, Ben has there is exactly how mine's set up too. What I miss about a tent is having the availability to sit up and play with my gear inside the tent. Uh, I've gotten very used to it with a tarp and I, I'm good with it now, but if I had to pick on one thing in a tent, you can drag everything in with you. And when you do up the zipper, you're, you're closed in with all your stuff as we're with a hammock, regardless of how well you pull your tarps down and stuff like that. There's always, there's always a, a feeling of being outside, which is kind of why I like it at the same time. But I guess that that'd be the only thing I miss about a tent. What about you, Ben? Uh, I don't miss the tent as much as I I, I thought I might have. Um, I do I can like this this screen I. I... You're dropping off there again, Ben. If you can still hear me. Uh, it looks like he's coming back here. Yep, you're back now. Nope, you're still failing off. No, but I do see your point. Ah, sorry. Well, I think Ben may be dropping off us there. Uh, it's coming right. on that time of night. So you back with us, Ben, before I wrap it up without you, buddy? That is an eerie picture to be frozen. Uh, so anyway, as Ben tries to fill his connection in there. Oh, you're back. Okay, you're moving again. Nope, Ben's gone. All right, so on that thought, I guess we'll wrap it up there as Ben <laughs> fights his technical difficulties. Anybody that doesn't know already, we do have a website now. Oh, you're moving again, Ben. Are you back with us, buddy? Uh, temporarily, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, get back to your thought. What do you miss about a tent? Uh, I, I do miss being able to bring all your stuff in and, like you said, lay your gear and stuff out. I, I, I have big enough tarps that I can do it underneath, but it isn't perfect you know what i mean like you do ha not have that 100 percent coverage um but i do like the comfort i mean that, and that's for me that the comfort of laying up in the air swinging like i am now it beats the extra room but you can't share a tent or to a hammock with your buddy right like that we talked about this before there is such a thing as two-person uh hammocks and you can get some better ones. Uh, ben was informing me you get one that kind of has a go, uh, something in the middle that gives you a little bit of division and privacy. But if you buy one of those single hammocks that say they're two people, nah, you're by not. the time you get out of that, you're one person. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I think the name of the, the two-person one that would work good is the Vortex. Uh, we can possibly, if I find some information, we'll throw it on our page. Okay. Just so people can look it up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Randall had a thought follow-up. Uh, yeah, when you're sleeping, thinking more of cooking or carving whatever in Blackfly breakouts and such. Oh, I get what you're going for there, Randall. Um, you know what? Even when I was tent camping, I never really did any of that stuff in the camp uh, in the tent. Uh, no. You know what works really good? Take some... And I'm going to say it wrong now. I think it's sage or rosemary. I can't remember which one. Is Eddie your spice jar? And throw a handful into your fire. The smoke that comes out of that seems to drive black flies and mosquitoes away pretty good. Um, the other advantage I have is my favorite little hangout is by the waterfall, which you guys seen up 
excuse me, in our going live photo there, and it's uh, the water coming down has a pretty good wind on it, and it drives the majority of the bugs away from me, which for that location is great, and that's kind of my little sanctuary where I run off to if I'm roughing it in the woods. Completely different story again, but you know what? Like I said, it it falls back to I never really did that in the can in the in the tent anyway. So once again, never had the pleasure of trying a hot tent with a stove. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to anybody out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't plug that enough. But anyway, it might be a Welcome different story for that. For <laughs> what about you, Ben? I guess Sage. They've like just uh, jumped in there. So uh, seeing Dave's talk, and I'll give. Uh, a little bit there. Dave Lake's a buddy of mine from high school. We hung around there. We called ourselves the Shore Road. Well, we didn't really call ourselves. We got coined the Shore Road Boys, and we used to get into all kinds of mischief in the woods. So if anybody happens to see him there, pop him a thumbs up and like. He, uh, I think you're still doing work with the Red Dirt TV, Dave, if you're still listening there, buddy. And if, um, if anybody wants to check that out, that's about hunting and fishing. It's very outdoorsy as well. But... Um, yeah, yeah, I just figured I'd plug him where he was throwing in two cents there. Sorry, so what What was your thoughts, Ben, uh, when it comes to, like, fish, uh, fishing, oh, carving, cooking, stuff like that outside the tent, more than sleeping? Do you miss any of it? Well, like, see here, I'm sitting here pretty comfortably. I could work here, and if you uh, you go on YouTube, you can look up Suge. I think his name's Suge, and he has a, an amazing channel on, on hammocks. And he's more, he'll say more than I ever can. But he does breakfast in the hammock all the time. And that's exactly what he is. He's set up more or less like I am with a little stove underneath his tarp. And he, he cooks up his coffee. He has his coffee crisp bar and all that. And he, he can still do it in here. And then, like, when it's all cooking off to the side, he lays back in his hammock, closes up his screen, and he's fine. Like, you can do a lot of it in a proper tarp setup with a hammock. It just takes getting used to and, and learning the, the ins and outs of your setup. I'm still a little nervous lighting anything under my tarps. Some of my tarps cost me way more money than I like to admit. Uh, and while we're on this, the topic of tarps, not uh, butt in again like I normally do, sorry. Uh, you no, wanted no. to mention something about tarps. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. So this is a Sil nine line tarp. I bought this at Mech. I think it cost me well over $100, which I think is ridiculous for a tarp. But it is a great tarp. But one of the, the sort of the budget things that a lot of people were doing was uh, Tyvek, the same house wrap. You buy that, you take it, you stick it in a dryer, tumble it around for a little while. It gets kind of soft, very waterproof, very lightweight, folds up. You can put grommets on the end. It's a great budget solution to a, a tarp that's a little bit more convenient for packing than the, your Canadian Tire blue tarp, which uh, I, I think are great, especially when they're in the brand new and a package but i've never got one to go back in a spot nearly as small as when it came out that never happens with anything <laughs> uh i just want to correct myself apparently dave is no longer with red dirt tv but uh i will still vouch for him as he is a great outdoorsman as well as he is a local guide in nova scotia for anybody that wants to go fishing or hunting so there's your plug dave um so yeah um was that all you want to say on the tarps yeah, I think so. We've covered the, the basics. If anyone has some, any questions, feel free to, to post them to us or, you know, contact us through our contact information. I think that's all available on, on our Facebook page. Yep, and uh, that's going to be the last thing I plug at the end of this. Uh, I was actually starting to say it as you were disconnecting there, but you came back, and then we always welcome your pleasant face and demeanor. <laughs> so, yeah, anybody that doesn't know yet, 
We are, we have a website. It's AtlanticBushcraft.ca. The podcast is AtlanticBushcraft.ca forward slash podcast. Our podcasts are now available on Google Play for sure. Ben thinks he's seen it come up on iTunes. Uh, I didn't check my email before I fired up tonight, so he's probably right. I'm inclined to believe him. Uh, we also have an email address now if you want to contact us through the podcast. If you want to be a guest or if you have a topic, uh, please contact us. It's podcast at AtlanticBushcraft.ca. Oh, brain fart there for a second. Um, yeah, and we're always looking, or sorry, I shouldn't say we're always looking. We are now looking for people that want to come on to the show. If you have anything bushcraft related and you think you got two cents, by all means, shoot us an email. We'll try and get you set up here. Uh, some of our local guys that do crafting and stuff like that, we'd love to have you on if you want to talk about your uh, some of the stuff you do. Um, is there anything you want to add into that, Ben? Anything that I'm not covering there? No, I think you got it pretty good. I just double-checked. I do have the email. I didn't dream it last night for, from iTunes store saying that we're, we're available and we should be able to be searched within a couple hours of that, and that was sent at 8.30 last night. There you go. And for those wondering, the podcast at AtlanticBushcraft.ca, both Ben and I get those emails, so we uh, somebody will surely see it for sure. It's not just going to go off into cyberspace and that'll be the land of it. We did to set that up so we can both receive them. And we look forward to hearing from you guys. We'd love to get some of you on, have some, have some chats. Uh, what does Dave say? You should have told them if they wanted to kiss a bear, come on with me. Uh, you know what? One of these days, Dave, we may just actually get you on the show to have a couple stories. I know you got some good ones there. But uh, is there anything else you want to say in closing remarks there, Ben? Anything you want to plug, seeing I've been rambling on? No, I'm, I'm good. We're... Uh, I'm just enjoying this. This is a, a fun experience, and I hope people listen. And and I look forward to seeing you all next week. Perfect. Uh, we haven't come up with a topic yet for next week, but we'll put it out. as Well, we have a complete list of topics that we want to do. We just haven't picked one for next week as of yet, but we'll put that out immediately. Once again, if you guys have anything you want to hear us to say, please shoot us an email because now you can do that, and we'll, uh, we'll gladly accept any of the input that you guys want to give us. Um, so I guess in closing... I think that's it for shelters on my end. Um, Ben, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, then, we will see you all next week, Wednesday the 27th. Wednesday the 27th at 8.30 p.m. with a brand new topic and hopefully uh, a few more laughs and some good interaction. It was good to see everybody. Uh, Hope you all come back next week to join us and be sure to check us out on iTunes and Google Play, both of which you can find from the website that I had mentioned previously. All right, guys, have a good night. Night. Okay, we are...